You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Chicago podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dangle. Yet another special episode where none of the other regular guys are with me, but this is the second in a three-part series previewing the NFC North, looking around. Last time we looked at the Green Bay Packers. Boo. This time we're going to be looking at the Minnesota Vikings. Also boo, but I can't say it as much because both my guests are awesome and I'm looking forward to chatting with them. Are you thinking about buying or selling a home in the Chicagoland area? If you are, I want you to reach out to my guy, Jeff Cadwater with App Properties. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Give him a call or a text at 630-254-4734 or visit GenevaJeff.com. If you do talk to Jeff, please let him know that the guys at the Bear Down Chicago podcast say hello. Are you thinking about getting a haircut? If you are, it's time to go to Sheridan's Barbershop. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in a historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 68 years. They've got six barbers. They're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You can book your appointments online or by phone. Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or 630-668-0137. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. Now, for all of you that listen to this podcast and you are active on Twitter, you're not going to find either one of these guys out there, which I think makes it even better. Uh, but both are phenomenally good friends, and I am stoked, stoked to talk to them both. Brian, now you were with us quite a few times on the Bear Down Report, but this is your first time joining us on the Bear Down Chicago podcast. So, buddy, how are you and how's it going? Things are good, man. I, I appreciate you having me on the podcast again, and it's great to be back. Football season is right around the corner, and I'm itching, man. I'm, I can't wait for football. So now, Brian, people are going to hear in your voice, you are a Richmond, Virginia boy. How the heck did you become a Minnesota Vikings fan? Yeah, I get that a lot, actually. Um, you know, Dad grew up being a Vikings fan. I really don't know kind of how he fell into them, um, but I grew up with him loving them, and um, First game I saw was in 98. Uh, he took me to go see the, the Vikings play the Ravens, and I was, I was hooked ever since, man. So, yeah, I bleed purple and gold. I love it. Also joining us in the pod is my good friend, Dan Iverson. Dan and I have been friends for, it's been a long, long time, Dan. Since and you were in high school. <laughs> since I was in high school. And so uh, so Dan, uh, which is a long time for some people, when they see my face, they got a baby face, but I, it's been a while. Um, Dan, also a diehard Vikings fan, not living, you're in the Chicago area. What's that like? Uh, it's a little rough. I mean, especially being uh, uh, in the Chicago area where... Uh, yeah, I'm decided minority with a big rival, so that's rough. No question about it. But yeah, got family all over Minnesota, and I'm a diehard Minnesota fan. Try to get up to one at least one game a year. All right. So, boys, you are diehard, and I mean it, diehard Viking fans. You guys know your stuff. And so I'm very excited to talk to you both about this. Let's start off with, 
You guys also have a new head coach and a new GM. What are you kind of feeling about this? I'm going to start with Dan and then Brian will hit you right after that. Boy, it's a uh, honeymoon city. I think so far um, up in the, up in the twin cities, it's uh, so far, I think everyone's thinking that this is great. You know, I think that the danger of course, is that uh, you, you believe that the, the Zimmer regime caused all the problems that didn't allow them to make the playoffs the last couple of years. And that KOC is going to be better. Uh, I think the energy seems really good at training camp. That's what everybody says. Um, it's, reason for optimism for sure um you know but we'll see i totally agree i mean i I think it is it's the honeymoon phase right now um it's a new flashy head coach i think uh koc is going to make a big difference um i I think the under appreciated move that he had though is is bringing ed donatel um on the defensive side ed's got a ton of experience came uh worked under vic fangio as you know ryan and so it just brings a ton of experience and, and he'll free up Kevin to do a lot of the, you know, overseeing the offense. The, the, the big thing that I'm, I think is a still up in the air is how will Kwese act as a general manager? I think Rick Spielman did a lot of great things. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how he fills those shoes. I know the Chicago Bears made a pretty serious effort to keep Ed Donatel around. And so I know you guys are, you're getting a good one in that. So you should be pretty excited. All right. So, so boys, let's talk a little bit about Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins. Are they both kind of near the tail end of their career? Are they on their way out of this? Uh, Maybe more so Adam Thielen than Kirk Cousins. Brian, I want to hear from you first on this one. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, he's certainly getting up there. Um, he's I say that and he's my age, he's 32. So I mean, he's not super <laughs> old. But in terms of in terms of football years, he, he definitely is. Um, you know, he's battled injuries the last couple of years. Short answer. Um, yes, but, but I still think in his role here in Minnesota as an as a true number two or even number three over the next couple of years, I think he's got a lot of gas left in the tank. Um, it's definitely Jefferson and I think KJ Osborne is really going to start to emerge as a go-to weapon for Kirk, but, but I definitely see Thielen in the twilight of his years for sure. In terms of, um, cousins, I I don't know. The guy just tested positive for COVID today. So, uh, we'll see if he even, you know, plays half the season. No, I, I think cousins has, you know, I think he's still, he's, he's a, he's a sturdy quarterback. Um, he hasn't missed a lot of games. Um, he, he did miss the game last year due to COVID, uh, the last game against the, the Packers. But he doesn't get hit. He doesn't take a lot of huge hits. I think he's still got uh, several years left in the tank. And I think if Kevin O'Connell can get the most out of him, he'll probably finish his career here in Minnesota over the next, you know, five, six years. Yeah, I, I really agree. I mean, I think I think um, Thielen specifically, I think he's maybe heading for a number three role this year. I mean, coming out of camp, um, Jefferson looks amazing. Uh, Osborne has, has really gotten high, high marks, even better than last year. Uh, but I, as a number three, I think Thielen would be a, a tremendous, uh, I mean, I, like I, I would draft him in like the 10th round of a fantasy draft, like 10th, you know, like that sort of thing. I don't think I would draft him before then. Um, but I think he's, he's right there. I, I, I've always been sort of a cousins fan more so maybe than other Vikings fans. And, and I think, um, I, and I, I, I think the relationship he had with, with Zimmer was toxic. I think we're seeing that more and more. Mm-hmm. I think the relationship that he appears to have with this new regime appears to be better, although they haven't played a game yet. And we, now we know he won't play a game at least until next week. So, so we'll see. Is Justin Jefferson top three wide receiver in the NFL? Yes, he is. <laughs> He's um, the, the, um, 
reaction coming out of camp is that that uh, if if he if it's possible he's he's added to his repertoire of moves. Um, he just looks uh, uncoverable at times. I think um, yes, I think he is. I, I totally agree, and I, I hate to use this, you know, uh, this comparison, but I, I do. I see a lot of Randy Moss and him in this, in the, in the pure fact that he's got great top end speed. He's lanky. He's long. His jump ball, he can go up and get it. I, I think he's top three for sure. I mean, arguably, if you talk to Jefferson, he thinks he's number one. Cooper Cup has, you know, a difference of opinion, but yeah, he's a he's a hell of a he's a hell of a receiver. It's going to be so interesting with Devontae Adams out of the NFC North. I mean, Justin Jefferson is the clear heir apparent as the best receiver in that division, if if not, you know, in the NFC. Uh, I know as a Bears fan, I don't want to see him uh, twice twice a year. Um, and, you know, I think the Bears actually did a fairly good job against Devontae Adams a couple times, but Justin Jefferson has had their number. And so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Let, let's flip the switch just a little bit. Kellen Mond, uh, there was a lot of talk at one point that the Bears were actually going to be very interested in Kellen Mond. Um, you know, we hear some reports that he hasn't played particularly well. Is he the heir apparent to Kirk Cousins, or is this a this is a backup quarterback and you guys are happy with that? Let's go, Brian, and then Dan on this one. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question, really. Really, um, I think this will be the best coach to get the most out of them. Um, in my opinion, I think he's a backup. You know, he was he was decent in college, but he wasn't like jumping off the the page. They say that he kind of lacks the arm strength that it takes to be an NFL quarterback. But I think obviously because he hasn't played a ton, the jury is still out. But if there's anybody that's going to get the most out of him, I think it would be KOC. Um, but in my opinion, I, I I look at him as a as a backup in Minnesota. Right now, the the reaction coming out of camp has been really negative on on um, Cullen Mond, and so um, we've just starting to hear trickles of stories of them looking to bring in a, another backup quarterback. Um, certainly, Sean Mannion is. Um, I've heard him called the the convenience store tuna sandwich of of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not mine. I got that off of a, some other, yeah, but uh, of of backups. But at the same time, but Kellen Mond, they don't have a backup at this point, as far as I can tell, a, a serviceable backup, and that's a concern. Um, and we'll see. It'll be interesting. They play the Raiders on Sunday without Cousins, so both of them are going to have time probably with the ones and twos. I am a little afraid to watch, frankly. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, I just to kind of piggyback Dan real quickly. I, I totally agree. I think um, Sean Mannion. You, you know what he has. In, you know. You know what you have in him. He is a clear journeyman backup. Um, he will. You know, if he has to play five games, he might win you one or two. Um, Kellen, you know, again, we'll, we'll see what he can do over the, the preseason, but I, I've heard the same thing. A lot of negative reviews, um, you know, so I, again, I, I'm putting money on, he's a backup. Any other notes from camp that might interest bears fans, maybe some major injuries or guys that have really stood out that, that you're both really looking at. Let's go again, Brian, and then Dan on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's, from what I and I truthfully, I haven't been following as much as I have in years past. But I will say this one one guy that I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing. He's a veteran, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Harrison Phillips, um, the defensive end that we got from the Buffalo Bills. We're moving to a three four. 
um, which is really, really exciting. We've played in a 4-3 for probably the last 15 years, uh, as far back as I can remember. And I think Harrison Phillips alongside Dalvin Tomlinson and Armand Watts might be the other DN, which I'm really excited about. Um, but Harrison Phillips, I heard, has been blowing that offensive line up. And he, he just has such a high motor, very under-the-radar uh, free agency signing for us. And really, a, we'll see how it works out. But it looks like from, from um, what we hear in camp that Kwesi knocked it out of the park by getting this guy. Yeah, I think um, the reason I think that uh, Harrison Phillips has looked so good down the middle, though, is because uh, they're really uns- unsatisfied with their center on the other side of the line. So um, Garrett Bradbury is like that. I think he's like 112 pounds or something like that. And so, um, and <laughs> so, so wet. So yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, and, and he, he's he's got this reputation as like this unbelievably nimble run blocker, but he gets walked back regularly by a decent nose tackle right into to Cousins' lap, and that's that's an issue. And and they've they've come up, uh, and that's in addition to a backup quarterback, a need seems to be a center. They've tried to they're they're trying other like even an undrafted guy who who they're trying to like see if he can snap the ball. Um, it, it's an interesting thing. You can kind of get this like all star run blocker, but a really like D minus level pass blocker um, at center. You know, so I, I don't know. We'll see where that goes, but um, but the the tackles look great. Like that's that's Brown O'Neill was already already good at right tackle, but Christian Darrisaw, the number one pick from a year ago, looks like he's worth the number one pick that they put on him. And so that's because he's handling um, you know, Daniel Hunter reasonably well, and that's saying something because Daniel Hunter has apparently looked pretty good. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's a lot of storylines, but a lot of reasons to be optimistic for sure. And even the defensive backs have actually done pretty well against a pretty good go- a group of wide receivers, it looks like. So reason to be optimistic, but like, you know, one quarterback injury away from disaster at this point. So, Dan, yeah. let me ask you the expectations for this season. You know, it, it would seem from most outsiders perspectives that the Packers are, are primed to hold on to the NFC North. What do you what do you kind of see for the Vikings? I think the Vikings could be the top team in the division. I mean, I, I really do think that that's the case. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, I'm a Vikings fan. That's what I believe every year. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, at, at the end of the day, um, I, I really do think looking at it, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a fantastic quarterback. Um, at the end of the day, I don't know how much they can take away from him and still have him produce at the level that he has. Maybe he can and more power to him if he can. But goodness, I mean, I, 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 I think the Vikings on paper look like the best team in the division to me right now. But again, <laughs> who knows? Couldn't have said it better. I mean, I think it runs through, I think the NFC North runs through Minnesota. And truthfully, I think that's why KOC came here. I mean, I think he looked at what the talent that they had and Kwese as well. Um, and they saw that, you know, there were a lot of great pieces here. Um, and it's about the right coaching. And, you know, certainly the ball has to, bounce your way too. Um, but I definitely think Minnesota is the strongest team. Um, again, Green Bay is the incumbent, you know, NFC North reigning champ. Um, but I think that this, this could be a good year for Minnesota. Certainly. All right, gentlemen, my, my favorite question in all of this, how do you see the NFC North playing out? Who's first, who's second, third and fourth place. We're going to go Brian and then Dan on this one. My, my heart would want Green Bay to be last. Uh, <laughs> but I think the reality is I think, I think Minnesota finishes 12 and five. Um, I think Green Bay walks into the, you know, backs into the playoffs. Um, and, and I think 
this is crazy. I think Detroit uh, finishes third and the Bears finish fourth. Um, I just think those are two teams that are going to slug it out for the bottom of that division. They're, they have a lot of good pieces, but they're certainly not there yet. I think Detroit showed a little bit more last year in terms of they were in a lot of games. Um, I Second year under Dan Campbell. And so I think they'll finish third and, and the Bears finish fourth. Yeah, I actually agree with that order. Um, you know, I, 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 I can't let myself believe in 12, 12 and five. I think 11 and six might do it, but um, I don't know. It, it's, um, but maybe, I mean, 12 and 12 and five. I mean, I think they're that good. I think one of the things that I like about the Vikings generally this year is there seems to be a culture where they actually really like each other and hang out together, like outside. I mean, the, you, you see a lot of, the, maybe it's just for social media, but at the same time, it does seem like, um, you know, they, they've got some leaders on that team that are really interested in, in creating a culture on both sides of the ball that is a, a team-based culture, which is, I, as a coach myself, I really um, appreciate a ton. And so I think that they're going to do good things. And then, you know, the rest of it, I think the rundown is about right. I think the only thing I would caution everybody to say, and this is, I guess, being a bear show, um, it's usually when I'm assuming the bears are going to be last that they actually end up being really good. And so I, um, <laughs> so, so, it, it, so I get lulled into a false sense of security living around here thinking the bears are going to be terrible and they end up being like, you know, whatever, 13 and four or something like that somehow. I, so, the one that always gets yeah. me is the Detroit lions. I, I think you're seeing in Dan Campbell guys. I think what a lot of us are seeing in Dan mm -hmm. Campbell, some of the things that are coming out of camp, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the thing, the exchange with the young fan, he was asking one of the players, would you make sure that he says hi? He wrote it down in his hand and he actually did it. Like I, I give a lot of credit, but I also, Every year, the Detroit Lions come in with this unbelievable, like, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl. And then they Detroit line it up. Um, I think, you know, if you ever listen to our podcast, you'll hear, you know, I am a little bit more pessimistic about the state of the Bears than, than a lot of the other guys. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. New coaches, new GMs, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Bears, the, or, I'm sorry, the, the Lions – um, they just, I was just impressed with what they did last year. I mean, they, they were in a lot of games yeah. with a terrible lineup. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. with, with, with receivers that had almost barely any business on NFL rosters totally and, agree. and with a, a, a quarterback that was middling at best and, and were in games and even, you know, I mean, they beat the Vikings at one point. I mean, it was one of the reasons the Vikings didn't make the playoffs. Darn it. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> but, I think I think Detroit has a lot of pieces. I mean, the, the the Aiden Hutchinson guy that they just drafted, and you know, golf is golf. But I mean, he's still he he's a he's been to the Super Bowl. Um, he's got a lot of experience. Um, you know, this new first round uh, or second round uh, receiver that they drafted, if he can um, stay healthy and, and get on the field, I, I think I think they've got some pieces. And I think Dan Campbell is one of these coaches where you know players will run through a wall for him. I mean, he's a player's coach for sure. And um, that's important. Well, gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for donating your time. Uh, we're going to have, this is a bit of an announcement here for the Bear Down Chicago podcast. We're going to have two weekly podcasts. The first will be a pre-game podcast, and then we will have our regular post-game podcast with all of the guys, which is Logan Bradley, Jack Wright, Brennan Chagru, Patrick Sheldon, and myself, Ryan Dangle. But in that pre-game pod, I sure would like to bring you guys back to talk Vikings uh, twice this season if you're both all up right. for it. Anytime. Definitely.
Awesome. So folks, yeah, again, if you're looking for either of these guys on Twitter, you're going to be looking for a long time. They are not there. (laughs) Now, gentlemen, before we get out of here, are there any shout outs that you might like to give any other Vikings fans that you're going to share this with or any friends that might be listening that you might want to give a shout out to? Let's go Brian and then Dan on this. Well, it's Dan, it's been a pleasure having you here, Um, but I, I miss my 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 cohort, uh, Kevin Nileski, um, he's always just such a joy to talk um, Vikings football with and um, wish he was here. But like I said, I'm, I'm very glad that you were here. Great to meet you and looking forward to doing some future podcasts with you. And of course, I appreciate you, Ryan, for all that you do. And uh, yeah, likewise to Kevin, because I, I, we're friends as well. And uh, and to the Iverson Viking fan, uh, fan family, all Twin Cities throughout Illinois, Indiana, across the country. So, yes. <laughs> Two very good friends. Uh, not on Twitter. Sorry, I'm just putting – I know that's the third time that I've said that. But I know that sometimes people are like, oh, I, you know, I want to hear what more of what they have to say. Uh, they're not on Twitter, but I, I think they are incredibly well-informed Vikings fans, and they're wonderful, wonderful guys. So Brian Highfill, Dan Iverson, thank you guys for being on the pod I had a lot of fun and it's uh, it's great hearing a little bit about some of the competition. We, we see these guys twice a season. Uh, so it is interesting to kind of pick their brain and see what's going on in Vikings camp. And I think it's really interesting to hear how they are a quarterback away from a pretty dark season. And, you know, I think I've been very f- upfront with telling them that I don't think Kirk Cousins is the guy that's going to get you there, but, you know, they feel differently. And when you have Justin Jefferson to throw the ball to, uh, that, that 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 dude is is pretty freaking incredible. Well, folks, you're hearing this, uh, our regular episode, which this Sunday night when we will be recording uh, is a post-Bears game episode. We have an awesome guest lined up, which we're very, very excited about, which we will share that in the next episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about a Bears preseason football game. And even more fun is that Jack Wright and I will actually be at the game. So for any of you Bear fans that are listening and you happen to be at the game, look out for us. And if you see us by chance, please come by, say hello. We want to chat a little bit about our favorite team. That would be awesome. I have two shout outs to give for this week. My shout outs are going to go to Jason Ward and Greg Williams. Jason had never been on a Bears podcast before, and I thought he did a fantastic job. Greg Williams who has been with us when we were the Bear Down Report, I think did a fantastic job and love having those guys on. I wish they were not Packers fans, but they are. For all of us at the Bear Down Chicago podcast, that's Logan Bradley, that's Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and I am Ryan Dingle. Folks, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, Bear Down Chicago. <laughs>